0: One hundred. It's the O Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, CW. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to hit that bell on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on any and all platforms. Woo! Could you tell that I was flexing when I said that? It's the hundredth episode, everyone. One zero zero. Number one hundred. We made it. We made it. We didn't know we were trying to get here, but we got here. One hundred days. I wouldn't say consecutive because I didn't do weekends, but 100 days daily wrestling podcast. What a feat. What a pat on the back for myself. Uh, I think I'm going to take a vacation after this. Uh, What a fantastic hundred episodes it has been. Hope you've enjoyed every single one. If you haven't, go back and listen to them. They're all fantastic because they star me. Uh, (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about an episode of SmackDown, a very specific episode of Friday Night SmackDown from December 13th, 2001. Uh, it was season three, episode 50. If you if you have Peacock and you want to go back and watch the episode, it was a great episode of SmackDown. Why? Uh, because so much random nonsense happened. And going back and looking at a random episode of SmackDown or Raw from you know the Attitude Era or slightly after. It's always a fun time. You get to see things you weren't really looking for or your nostalgia kicks in and you you kind of have a great time just kind of reliving the moment. And if you've never seen it before, you get to see how wild wrestling has always been. I won't even say was because wrestling still bonkers. But back in the day, quote unquote, back in the day, which was I mean, I guess you can call it that it was now 22 years ago. Jesus Christ, 22 years ago that this episode aired. Uh, I remember watching it. It was a great episode. The entire show culminated in a tag match between The Rock and RVD against The Undertaker, who was the hardcore champion, which I had completely forgot that he held that belt, and Chris Jericho, who was the unified world heavyweight champion at the time. Uh, the Rock and RVD went over. It was a great match. It's it's a great way to end a SmackDown. You got to end a SmackDown with a Rock. Um, but prior to that, prior to that match, it was one of the most uh maybe beloved or um i don't know just fun segments to ever hit smackdown which was stone cold beating the crap out of booker t in a supermarket uh earlier in the night booker t came to the arena with vince mcmahon and they had screwed over austin uh, for winning the title from jericho and vince was basically thanking booker t for being his right hand guy so they got uh, rick flair to uh, give them the press box and they were, you know, enjoying the high life, luxury, whatever, whatever. And uh, at some point, a little fire breaks out in the corner and then the fire department inexplicably shows up. And who's dressed as a firefighter? None other than the rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who then proceeds to beat Booker T's ass down from the press box, through the stands, to the ring, out the door. Booker T jumps in the car, hauls ass. Stone Cold dives into his branded Uh, broken skull truck takes off after him and then they inexplicably end up in a supermarket for no reason booker t is kicking uh kicking open a box of kicks and just eating uh without paying and then stone cold shows up whoops his ass for no joke maybe 10 minutes where he just throws eggs and coffee beans and uh (laughs) toilet paper rolls at him he he pushes him into carts he pours oranges on him pours milk on him drinks a beer over him throws him into the stock room you name it he does it uh it's it's one of the most fun segments on smackdown because it's so absurd and apparently they had to pay that supermarket quite a bit of money to for both uh not renovations but to restock their shelves because they destroyed a lot of food and to just fix up all the stuff that was knocked over and, and stepped on and kicked around uh But at the end, like not even at the end, at one point, Stone Cold puts Booker T in a shopping cart and just wheels him around the store, smashing him into stuff. And all you hear is Booker going, I don't want no more. I don't want no more, no more. It's so funny because, because again, it's one of those times where it makes you say, oh, wrestling, you're so goofy and silly. And I love you so much. It's ridiculous. Uh, One of the best segments to ever grace uh, national TV so stupid And it, it, uh, of course it ends with the cops getting called and stone cold making a run for it and yelling out as he leaves uh, price check on jackass and he, as he walks out great great uh, great segment earlier in the night the hurricane debuts I think it's his debut because everyone no one knows who he is or they know who he is but they've never seen the hurricane gimmick so he shows up and saves Tory Wilson from getting I guess assaulted by Crash Holly. Those those are always the weird moments in all those old not even old, just just wrestling in general. Whenever a man corners a woman, it's always uneasy. It's like I don't want to see Crash Holly as in in the like frame him in the light of oh, he was going to do something wicked to Tory Wilson on national television or you know be be that leering guy. I don't want that for Crash Holly. But then It was all in service of this superhero angle which then went on to be like one of the most fun angles on wwe uh hurricane is i think one of like the best representations of like a superhero he had his own little faction with mighty molly and uh the superhero in training who was Rosie, i believe with one of the worst get-ups in professional wrestling they did not help that man with that gear but yeah, I, I didn't I didn't particularly like the uh, the whole Crash Holly's gonna do something weird to Tori. But it also brought up a weird thing that I think I don't know if it's still prevalent, I don't pay too much attention, but back in the day, women wrestlers or women on the roster were largely just like girlfriends or managers to other wrestlers. At that in that match, Tori Wilson was the quote unquote girlfriend to Tajiri, which is such a strange pairing. Now, I know it's a play and whatever they whatever story they were trying to tell, that was the story being told. But to pair off off this very tall, lanky blonde with this short uh, man who can't speak English, like how did they communicate? Like it was it, it always felt so strange where they just kind of paired women off with other male wrestlers to just now you're his girlfriend and you have to pretend you're in a relationship I don't know about you guys, but I I, I don't want to see Tajiri and, and Tori Wilson kiss. I don't want to see anybody kiss, let's be honest. I'm, the older I get, the more prudish I become. I'm like, oh, no, no uh, public displays of affection, please. <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> uh, you know, all in jest. But it, it still does remind me, like, a lot of the Attitude Era. Some of the best women wrestlers at the time were just, not even valets, just, like, girlfriends of other wrestlers. There was... Uh, Lita and the uh, you know Team Extreme, where there was like, in the same episode actually, there was this uh, angle that Test wanted to get with her. It's, again, always leering at Lita, and then Jeff Hardy dives in the way and he's like, "You, I'm I'm gonna knock you out in the ring." And he's like, "Oh, you mad? Cause I was talking to your girlfriend." And he's like, "She's not my girlfriend." It was such a strange high school thing that happened. And oh, when Trish Stratus was announced announced when she debuted, she was part of TNA, you know can't knock them for cleverness uh testin albert she was their manager she just sort of well i guess she then bounced around with vince and everything bounce around is not a pun just bounce around between factions um and ended up you know seducing vince and let's be honest the attitude era was just vince mcmahon like having the most fun being an obnoxious gross boss you know, just making these women fawn over him. Like, give me a break. It was ridiculous. But uh, in that specific episode, yeah, Tori Wilson did show up. Lita was part of that whole uh, test versus Jeff Hardy match. I can't remember who won. I just watched it and I completely uh, skipped right by it. Um, but watching old SmackDowns, it's so fun to see how the old uh, arena looks. It, uh, there was an opening segment with Kurt Angle where he had a completely different song. Go back and watch this episode, as a matter of fact. Episode uh, 50 of Season 3, uh, if you have Peacock, go watch it. Kurt Angle has like a rap version of his song. It's super bizarre. Anyway, enjoy some old wrestling on me for free if you have Peacock already because I'm not paying for it for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the 100th. O Wrestling Podcast. I appreciate you. Tell a friend about the show. I will catch you guys very soon and don't you ever forget. I'm your friend but if I ever see you in the ring I can beat you. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.